Hello there, my in-focus friends. It's great to be back with you today for another episode of the podcast, taking a fresh look at the Bible and some big Christian ideas, as well as how they bring our world into focus and empower us to live a new, more eternal kind of life within it. I'm your host, Justin Laughlin, husband, dad, pastor, adjunct professor, and most importantly, follower and disciple of Jesus Christ. Today, we have finally arrived at our last installment of the series, Entering God's Promises, our look at the early chapters of Joshua and some of the dynamics that played out as God's people entered into the long-anticipated territory that God had promised them hundreds of years prior. Today's episode is entitled, Check Yourself. This passage is a bit of a head-scratcher. And the issues at stake are sometimes hard to discern. Uh, They continue to be legitimate or relevant for us today. And uh, yeah, having taken a look at all of that stuff, the message that we can walk away with is, again, check yourself. So there's our uh, title for the morning. Um, So when you are tempted to draw lines between you and your enemies, Joshua chapter 5 has to say to us, you better check yourself. And if you are tempted to vilify or demonize others, you better check yourself. And when you're absolutely convinced God is for you in a given conflict, you still better check yourself. And even though violence is part of this fallen world, when you're tempted to interpret violence either for or against a particular group of people, you better check yourself. So there's a a big spoiler as to where we're headed. But now let's back up to the passage itself in Joshua chapter 5, three short verses, 13 to 15. When Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, a man was standing before him with his drawn sword in his hand. And Joshua said to him, Uh, went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? And he said, No, but I am the commander of the army of the Lord, and now I have come. And Joshua fell on his face and worshipped and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? And the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take off your sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Okay, so first, a couple of observations. One, remember the the context. Uh, Joshua is getting ready to attack and decimate Jericho. It will be bloody, violent, disturbing. It will be the first of many battles to come. A massive and repeated slaughtering of many enemy soldiers, men, both young and old, and women, and children. Uh, God is about to pull back his hand and let humans do what humans do, and it's going to be ugly. And then in some mysterious ways, God is not going to be entirely absent from this bloody scenario. It's all going to unfold within God's sovereign plan to save, to redeem, and ultimately renew his whole creation. Number two, uh, Joshua falls down and worships this figure, and he is not restrained from doing so. 
anytime an angel comes to people, uh, people are also tempted to worship, but they're always restrained because they say only God is to be worshiped. So what we have here uh, is something referred to as a Christophany or an Old Testament appearance of Jesus. In this case, making himself visible to Joshua and revealing himself as the commander of the Lord's army. Number three, observation. Uh, This scenario echoes a similar encounter with God that Joshua's predecessor had, and he was also told to take off his shoes because he was standing in a place made holy by the presence of God in a very special way. And finally, number four, and here's the part that should stop us in our tracks. On the eve of battle, Joshua approaches this unknown soldier with a pretty natural question. Are you for us or for our enemies? And God's answer to Joshua, no, I am not. I am not for you and I'm not for your enemies. So uh, there's no doubt that the people in Joshua's time, and most readers ever since have interpreted God's actions and the unfolding of all the battles to come as God's being for Israel and against their enemies. But in contrast to that, that same instinct that we still have in our circumstances today, we have to humbly check ourselves Uh, This is an intention-getting encounter that we shouldn't forget because God went out of his way. He made himself visible to Joshua intentionally and on purpose with the explicit message that despite the things that were about to unfold, God was not for either Israel or their adversaries. Again, uh, this is... A little bit of a head-scratcher, but uh, we need to hear God's word to us. Uh, This whole scenario actually reminds me of an even greater, infinitely more catastrophic misinterpretation regarding God and violence that would follow many hundreds of years later when God's chosen people, the same people represented here by Joshua, successfully went to work to have Jesus killed. The religious and political leaders of that time thought that God was for them in this action and that their vilification of Jesus and the violence against him was just and godly. And probably uh, as Jesus was up on that cross dying, those same people thought that the circumstances were confirming their rightness, uh, but they couldn't have been more wrong. So what does this mean for us? And what does this have to do with entering into God's promises for our lives? First, let us always remain humble as we interpret and as we judge uh, the path before us, the ways God is working, on and on and on. Just Humility is always warranted. Uh, Number two, let us be aware of our own human inclination toward bias, especially when it takes us down a road that leads us to the conclusion that God must be for me and against my enemy. However you want to apply that statement, if, if you're being pulled down that road, 
be careful and be cautious. Number three, vilification and demonization of others and violence are tactics of the devil and are inherently deceptive for those who would wield them even when they try to do so for a good reason. They are not the way of Jesus, and they are not the way by which we enter into God's promises. If you have any doubts about that, uh, be reminded that Jesus submitted himself to the violence of others and overcame it, not by drawing the sword himself, which he said he could call down an angel in a moment and wipe out everyone that stood against him, but he showed us a different way. And that's throughout his teaching as well. So uh, don't drift away from Jesus and his example and his teaching. We are to be a Christ-like and cruciform-shaped people. Number four, finally, if your perceived promised land is inherently violent and vilifying, perhaps a political system in which Enemies both appeal to Christianity while acting and speaking in ways that are very much anti-Christ. Then it's a good time to look elsewhere and anchor your hope and your promise in the King of all creation before whom you are already living and not so much <clears throat> in a Republican or Democratic hope which uh, will basically inform you that to vote for the other side is essentially putting the devil himself into office. So uh, there's my quick comment on that. Anyway, so Joshua chapter 5, verses 13 to 15, God is for neither you nor your adversaries. Uh, A humble reminder to be humble and thoughtful and very cautious in the drawing of lines and creating of uh, friends and foes of God. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. I hope that it has helped bring your world into a little better focus and empowered you to live a more eternal kind of life within it. If you're streaming today's episode from a podcast provider like Apple, Google, Spotify, or anybody else, it'd be great if you take a second to give it a rating, a review, and maybe even become a subscriber. Uh, The show is still pretty new, so your response helps it become a little bit easier for others to find in the future. If you'd like, you can also share this episode directly with your friends on social media. A link is provided in the show notes to do just that. If you'd like to hear something specific from the Bible or about a particular big Christian idea in the future, please email me using the address that's also included in the show notes. I would Welcome any feedback that might help me improve the show and would love to hear about any ways the show is impacting your life. Until next time, thanks again for being a friend to the In Focus podcast. May your world continue coming into clearer focus and may God lead you into an increasingly eternal kind of life before him.